You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn, joined today by Guy Cortan. Guy. Matt, how are you? Doing well. Happy holiday season. Happy holidays. It's the uh, end of the year. And as we've done for two or three years now. How does this time always It just creep goes up so fast. Well, we'll take a look at what's ahead, make a couple predictions. Well, I admittedly, before recording this, I did not go back and check on our past predictions, although I will say that I'm pretty confident that they were all right. I am highly confident that we were batting at least a robust 300. Which is success. That's Hall of Fame material. That's right. Three out of 10 isn't bad. So what's up in the world of supply chain as we go into 2019? 2019. Wow. Yeah, I think, you know, there's three areas, Matt, I think that are kind of big buckets that can cover, I think, 2019. And I don't think it's going to be a big surprise to a lot of our audience. But I think that's okay because I think the world supply chain continues to evolve, but it, the fundamentals don't change. So the three big areas I think 2019 are going to hold more for us is we've all heard a term, but artificial intelligence, so more machine learning, more science. And I think we can unpack that more because I think there's more than just the artificial intelligence layer. I think the second one is this continued uncertainty. And I think 2019 in particular is going to be a year of tremendous uncertainty from a macroeconomic standpoint. Brexit's coming up. It's, I think, in March when Brexit is supposed to come in play and, and actually happen. We continue to hear more and more rumblings from our fearless leader that we will have more tariffs and trade wars with China. So we're looking at those big events. And then, you know, we're starting to tee up 2019 in a way for other big European elections and big global elections. And I think those are some big uncertainties. And finally, the big one, which isn't really a big prediction, I think, but something that you know I think we've been saying now for the past two or three episodes of predictions is the continual need for companies to understand and embark in a digital journey. So I think those are the three big buckets for me that I see for 2019. Some of our listeners might say, well, that doesn't sound much different than 2018. And I would argue, well, yeah, because you know the, a lot of these aspects haven't been resolved. And a lot of them are just continuations and will continue to be big issues in the supply chain that supply chain professionals need to deal with. Yeah, I know. And we're also just figuring out how to use some of these things. A lot of companies are. They're just wrapping their heads around it. AI is an interesting one because, you know, as we've talked about, it's not that artificial intelligence in some form hasn't been around for a while. Right. Even robotic process automation is getting to be pretty common in certain parts of business today, right? Right. But it's these next level pieces, the areas where you're really looking at major advances in how artificial intelligence can supplement or even help you make more out of the workforce potential right. across your supply chain. Right. And I think to your point, it's not that this hasn't been around. I mean, we were just joking earlier today around things like you know wearables and portable technology. I mean, the Casio watch with the calculator on it has been around for decades now. That was really one of the first portable, wearables, smart, smart watches, computer. right? Still works too. Still works. Now it's only 18 bucks instead of paying 500 for the stupid you know, iPhone watch. But I digress. But I think from artificial intelligence, what we're starting to see, at least for me, is more and more customers that we speak to and people I speak to when I go out there and go to these events is that they're starting to realize that, first of all, artificial intelligence is not the magic bullet that some others might want it to be. So it's not as if you just throw a bunch of stuff into the mixer and out comes you know, it solves all your problems for your for your company and your business. But what they're realizing is that it can tackle specific needs and, and challenges your company and your supply chain might face. And that artificial intelligence is a tool that is complementary and 
ties in with your other tools in your toolbox. It's a very powerful tool. It holds a lot of promise, but it is only still a tool within many other tools. So I think that's something what we're seeing with, I think in 2019, the continuation of artificial intelligence will be more in that vein where companies almost in a way sort of scale back their hopes and aspirations for artificial intelligence, but get more practical with it. That makes sense. I mean, it's not going to solve all of your supply chain woes, but when you get artificial intelligence, combine some machine learning, some really strong computing power in there and start looking at the massive amount of data that's connected to your supply chain, whether it's your own data, whether it's that that you get from your suppliers, your ocean carriers, whatever, and start to use that to recognize patterns Maybe it makes you that much more responsive or, or even able to kind of predict a little better what's going to happen or what situations you're going to face across different aspects of those product flows. At least to me, that seems to be the direction that it's going. And that's kind of exciting because truly you're still going to have a strong human element in the supply chain. And truly, you're still going to have a lot of different systems that you're trying to manage and keep running. But if you have that help, have that artificial intelligence is able to go through all of that data and help you make better use of it. That's where some real power comes in. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, I, I look for 2019 to see more tangible examples from customers and companies out there and supply chains out there, putting those, those examples out as their shiny beacons of using artificial intelligence, machine learning, and less so of the, wow, I'm going to, like you said, like I'm going to, I'm going to solve my entire supply chain woes by putting data into some, you know, artificial intelligence machine and it's going to tell me what to do. Now there's a connection here somewhere, but certain supply chain woes seem like they're unavoidable, whether it's a natural disaster or, or a man-made issue. And something that you hinted at as one of your next predictions was the continuing uncertainty across the global supply chain, namely when it comes to trade. Brexit? Brexit is the big one, right? I think Brexit is, uh, as we know was voted on a year ago for uh, the United Kingdom to leave the European Union. But what is, you know, why 2019 is interesting and why it's a big year for disruption is that it is, I believe, in, in the spring of 2019 when this has to happen, right? When right, it has to be a vote at some point or there has to be that movement. But we don't necessarily know what shape that will take yet. We either. don't. And because it's, it's scheduled, I'm just reading here, it's scheduled on Friday, March 29th of 2019 at 11 p.m. UK time, just so we're all clear that the United Kingdom will formally leave the European oh Union. Gosh, someone is going to save it at the 11th hour. I can see I, it I, You can feel it now, can't you? But early on, they promised uh, frictionless trade, that things would continue without the big barriers between England and the rest of the European Union. It doesn't sound like that's actually going to be possible under... And it sounds like under the current administration in the UK that there are obviously, if anybody follows the news, you can see there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty with what that deal will look like. Now you're even getting commentary from our president and the administration here in the United States saying that there's no guarantee that the United States and England will continue to trade the way they do based on these deals that are being discussed for Brexit, which who knows what that means, but it's just throwing a whole another layer of chaos into the whole situation. You know, I've spoken to a number of companies in the past month or so who are truly concerned about what this means. Now, I think in the long term, it'll be fine. Like, we'll, you know, we'll find our level and things will go back to being AKA normal. But I think in the near term, and the near term being the next 12 to 18 to potentially 24 months, there's a tremendous amount of disruption that might happen in the supply chain. 
I just spoke to one customer who said that, you know, their big distribution center is based in, in the UK. And now they they have to literally think about, do we have to find another distribution center on continental Europe and then keep one in the UK just for the UK? And we don't need to tell people the amount of cost, complexity, headaches that that's going to bring to a supply chain professional when you were streamlining distribution through one center out of the UK for all of Europe. And now you've got to double those efforts find new locations, negotiate deals, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think we, we are in for, from a supply chain standpoint, a pretty crazy ride in 2019, just over Brexit. Right. And that's and a that's, pretty big piece. That's the part that, uh, that's important to <laughs> take note of because it's not just Brexit. Across the world, we're seeing more movement toward, you know, I want to be careful with words, but the nationalism. So England for England here with Brexit. The U.S. and China trade war. I don't yes. want to say it's certainly not a full-blown trade war, but there have been a lot of tariffs exchanged that now go up to the billions of dollars when you think about it. The one thing that's for sure when these things hit, uh, well, maybe there are two things that are for sure. One, it's somewhat unpredictable. You know that it's coming based on the signals that you're getting from you know, what politicians are saying, what voters are saying, you know, things like that. But two, it's going to make your costs go up. It's going to make your costs go up. It's going to make your markets change, right? So you don't know specifically what your market outlook will be. So I think that's something that we need to need to look for. And you mentioned the tariffs. I think that's something that's also very unpredictable. Here at the end of 2018, we've already started seeing rumblings about some of the tariff wars with China, meaning some GM plant closures, things of that nature. Now, maybe it's not directly correlated, but there absolutely has to be some linkage between the price on steel and things of that nature with how these car companies go about building their cars and what models they keep up. I think you know if we, as our country here, as our administration keeps threatening and potentially enacting more tariffs, do we get to a full-blown you know, tariff war with one of the biggest economies in the world, China. And what's the knock-on effect from there? And I think that's that's a huge, for 2019, it's going to be, I think more so than other years, it's going to be a big disruptor. Right. You might pay more in taxes, for instance, as you're going across borders. You might pay more in production if you're reshoring or you're moving your production somewhere else. Heck, you might have to build a new DC out and then hire people for that. There's a lot of different ways to slice that one up. Ultimately, a lot of times, you know, those costs, you're either going to eat it or you're going to pass it on to the next customer down the line. Yep. Not always, you know, an end consumer, but someone else in the supply chain. Yep. Everyone's going to feel it in some way or other. Yeah. And it's just, it's hard to predict. And, and as fast as these things happen, they could end too. Yeah. You have to prepare for a well, lot of Well, yeah. And that's, but I think it's the uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, again, theme for 2019, which has been a theme for many years. But I think in particular, focusing just on the macroeconomics, uncertainty is a big one. All right. Last topic here. And I know it seems almost cliche and trite at this point, <laughs> but you mentioned digital transformation. Why haven't we digitally transformed? Why are we not living in the future yet? I know. Why don't we have uh, the Jetson lifestyle yet? I don't know. But you see it on TV. I mean, it's, it's a buzzword that's so common. It's now in commercials. But it's That's so because people are still trying to sell it and people are still trying to figure out what it means. Right. And people still don't know what it means for their particular supply chain business. So I think for 2019, and it's probably something we said in 2018 and 2017, and I probably said going back to 2000. But the reality is, and, and I think part of it too, from my standpoint, is being on the road and talking to some customers out there and some prospects, what I found is that there's finally, what is encouraging, there's finally an admission that they need to become more digital and there's another admission to say, but we don't know where, where to start. We don't know where we are. We know we're just starting this process where maybe we're at step one. And I think we're going to see more in 2019 acknowledgement of the fact that this is hard. This is going to take a lot of work. This takes 
you know, the crawl, walk, run mentality. I think in 2018, people were trying to get their heads wrapped around digitization, what it really meant. Was it just a bunch of, you know, kids with their phones and social media or was it something bigger? So I think that's what 2018 was about. I think 2019 is a moment of we get it. We know we need to be there. All right. Now let's actually start doing things as small or as big as they can be to become more digital. But there are some dependencies on all of these themes that we've talked about too. Digital is going to be an underlying factor to being able to really make the most out of your data and truly have transformational AI and machine learning. Because if you're just slicing your data into silos, you're never going to have a full picture of what's exactly. going on. Exactly. In terms of trade, while you certainly can never beat a tariff or you know, uh, predict what's going to happen in the political world next, you can take steps to digitally empower your supply chain so that when you do have to source from somewhere else or where you do have to move bits and pieces around, your electronic data is still consistent, clean, and you're all lined up from a compliance and paperwork perspective. So there are things that, you you know, all kind of interconnect in these themes. Um, I guess as we wrap up in the next 20 seconds here, where do you begin? I think you begin by realizing that this is a, a journey and you begin by giving yourself the right to understand that this is not going to happen overnight. You need to take steps today and tomorrow to start going down that road, but you need to start somewhere. And it depends on which supply chain we're talking about, but there's not one size fits all. I think there are multiple paths, but I think you got to start taking one of them. All right, Keith, thanks a lot. It's been a wonderful 2018. Uh, certainly not always straightforward or predictable, and I know that 2019 will be more twists and turns. But thank you for listening to Supply Chain Radio, and happy 2019. 